0: Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furnace. Welcome to My Show. Quinn David Furnace presents the Bean Town Podcast for Friday, January 28th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? My name is Quinn and this is my show. We are streaming live across all platforms except for video this time. I didn't feel like being on camera today. And also, here's the thing. When I when I have to go on camera, Um, Like if I'm streaming on YouTube in my apartment, if it's during the day and it's about 430, 435 right now, uh, which we've now reached the point where there's still it's, you know, no direct sunlight or anything, but it's still light out here in Chicago, which is great. The day's been getting longer for about a month. My point being, when I go on video, I have to close the blinds the way my apartment is set up so you can see my beautiful face. And honestly, it's going to be dark by the time I finish this show. Um, but I just didn't want to—I didn't want to, you know—give up my last 20 minutes of sunlight here. So I'm—I'm I'm soaking it all in. My name is Quinn. I created this show four plus years ago. Thanks for tuning in. Hello to my friends in Karachi, Hyderabad, Khyber Pass. Good to see you. What's happening? Yes, we have snow here. I suppose they probably have snow in the Khyber Pass as well. But I can't imagine they get a lot in uh, Karachi or the Indus Valley. You know, I don't think the Indus freezes over too frequently. Anyways, uh, what's happening? It's it's Friday, uh, and you might be thinking to yourself, if you're a loyal listener of this program, hey, what the heck are we listening to? And uh, I chose it specifically, and I actually, uh, boy, it's it's getting crazy in that recording. Um, I I chose it specifically, and I I played it quite literally. It's about a four-minute piece. I stopped recording, brought the laptop uh, back to the couch away from the piano, and started chatting with you over the recording. There's like two minutes in between. So this just happened. It's uh, another Joplin piece. It's called A Breeze from Alabama, which I, I chose because even though I am not in Alabama any longer, I'm coming to you live from Chicago, I was there from Monday until yesterday, last night. And, uh, I, I, every once in a while on the piano, I like to test myself, push my limits a little bit and and try to keep my ears sharp. So this was a piece, this is a, a ragtime piece. And anyone who knows me knows that I love ragtime, but I really haven't played it much in the last, basically, honestly, like with, with COVID the last two years, I really haven't done a lot with it. Um, not, not a ton of ragtime. And, uh, but, the, but I, you know, have this one in my back pocket, um, in terms of like knowing it, I have played it, you know, many times before. And so I was literally out for my walk, my afternoon walk earlier this afternoon, which is a good time to take an afternoon walk. And I'm, I'm at the McDonald's getting my medium hot coffee with two creams. They got it right this time. They didn't give me the large, uh, which I appreciate coffee was a little bitter though. Something was a little off with it today. I don't know, not, not their best effort, but that's okay. And I thought, hey, you know what? We're talking about Alabama on the show today. Why don't we uh, do a little, you know, the only Alabama-themed music that I think is appropriate? Because I, I wouldn't, wouldn't really care to uh, open the show with, I wish I wasn't Dixie, Hoorah! hurrah. hurrah. And so I listened to it once. I got these, you know, fancy new uh, work-sponsored AirPods. Um, they're like knockoff Apple AirPods, but they work. They work fine so far. And so I gave it one listen while I was walking back with my coffee, and I said to myself, "You know what? Let's do it live. If it goes terribly, then we can uh, we can try it again." But you know, you if you if you've heard kind of the background recording playing right now it's not perfect but i'm i'm so proud of myself to be able to just listen to it once and then uh, rattle it off without you know any looking at any music or anything and it's yeah it's a piece that i've i have memorized in the past and played many times in the past but it's been you know year plus since i've not only played it, but also listened to it. And, you know, like a lot of uh, musicians and, and pianists specifically, your ear is, is your most important weapon. So that was A Breeze from Alabama by Scott Joplin. I hope you enjoyed it. And it wasn't, it wasn't perfect, but I did my best. And uh, that was more or less live, authentic, organic music. What's going on? What's happening? Listener discretion is advised when you're tuning into the Town Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Man, I'm excited to be coming to you live on a Friday. It's a normal weekend. I don't have to work, um, and I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Just trying to rest a little bit. I tell you what, man, my what we'll be talking about travels, uh, uh, you know, on on the, a decent chunk of the show today, and it was a good time. You know, I always like the opportunity to to, to travel. Um, you know, I've been working in emissions for, gosh, this is coming up on the end of my sixth year. Uh, year, my my seventh year of professional admissions experience begins this summer, which is hard to believe. But I love the travel. I've always loved it. It definitely is less, um, I, I don't know what the right word for it is, but like less magical, I guess, um, now, not only, you know, having done it for six years, but also just when you've got, you know, like, like having Rachel at home and stuff. And, you know, just like, you don't want to be away from home for as long. Um, but this was my, I mean, this was my first, Four day trip, I think that I've taken with COVID. I mean, I was in Ohio uh, back in like October or something, and I think that was like a Monday through, or Sunday through Wednesday, or Monday through Wednesday, something like that, or maybe Thursday. I don't remember. But this was this was up there for the longest trip I've had, and we'll be chatting about that in a little bit because everyone on this program knows how much I like to talk about Alabama. I was I mentioned this uh, last weekend when I was recording, but. I, there's a great Beantown episode from two years ago, the last time I made this trip, where I just absolutely railed on Bama. And I encourage you to go back and listen to at least that that portion, that rant. I love a good rant, and I hope you all do too. If you do, let us know. At BeantownCast, we are on Twitter. Uh, email us, BeantownPodcastYahoo.com. Again, that's being done podcast at yahoo dot com to let us know. Also, if you if you do, um, you know, I was I was right before this. I was just kind of browsing the internet a little bit and uh, was on my YouTube channel because I know there's there's a ton of old videos on there that I I've forgotten about and not necessarily like sitting down and watching every minute of every every single one, but just kind of checking in. It's kind of fun, and saw so, hey, t- you know, two years ago start of uh, COVID, I had those. Uh, Those fun workout tapes I did, some fun dance moves in the old Rogers Park apartment, like one month into COVID and one month into quarantine. And my point here being is like that was a lot of fun and I had fun and I wouldn't want you to miss it. My YouTube channel um, is oftentimes aligned with the podcast. Um, Like anytime we go live, our videos are on there and occasionally we'll upload videos that didn't go live but just record it anyways. But um, what I'm trying to get at is like definitely go subscribe. To uh, my YouTube channel, and if you want to get notifications, you can do that as well. But a great example is like I dropped a, a short it was like twelve seconds uh, on Wednesday, I think um, of I was walking the streets of Birmingham, and inspiration struck. And that's about all I'll tell you. But, like, if you're not, you know, Facebook algorithm has completely blacked me out, right? We've known that for years. And I think it has for a lot of people, too. Like, I was scrolling my Facebook feed this morning, and it's a combination of the algorithm being stupid and people just not being on Facebook very much. But there were posts of, like, you know, happy babies or smiling kids where you see some some people who post stuff like that will, you know, it's like – 88 likes, like it normally would be. And then you see, I saw other people, it was up there for like five hours and it got two likes. And it's like, what? Th- there's no explanation other than just, you know, blacklisting. But my point being, like, I posted the video of, of you know, this was a 12 second YouTube, whatever, I posted on Facebook. I don't think it got a single like. And, and this isn't like an ego thing. This is just like, I'm fairly confident I know at least... 20 people in my life who are still on facebook who like like stuff regularly who if they saw that would give it a like so i this isn't a sob story or anything i'm just saying like i i don't use facebook a ton these days i don't find myself just like casually visiting and browsing it um as much as i certainly have in the past and i guarantee that if i feel that way other people are that way as well so like Go to my YouTube channel. It's just Quinn David Furnace. Just search for Quinn Furnace. You'll find it. Give it a like. Give it a subscribe. Um, Anytime we get a new video, you can turn on notifications. I don't upload a ton, you know, but maybe like once or twice a month on average. And it's it's kind of fun. So definitely check it out. Uh, That's our YouTube page. But we we got big news. Um, And I'm going to be talking about Alabama in a little bit here. I made some notes. And I'm going to try to keep this podcast short-ish. Um, I know last week was really short, but, uh, you know, I, have got, I've got some stuff to say today, but I'm going to try to be pretty efficient, move through it quickly. We'll do some ad reads and all that stuff, but the biggest news and there's other, don't let me forget that the, in fact, I'll just say this now before we jump into our big news. Uh, don't let me forget next week will be our winter Olympics preview, right? I think the winter Olympics start, it's either February 3rd or 5th, 3rd is a Thursday, The 5th is a Saturday, so I could see it being either one of those two days. They are live from Beijing. So, again, another Olympics. And I know I've made the joke that China is hosting three straight Olympics because it was uh, Korea, Japan, and then China, a.k.a. China Junior, China's helper, and China, China. Um, But all jokes aside, the thing that bums me out the most is, like, we keep getting effed by these time zones, man. I mean, consistently, like, 12 to... 13 hour difference or something like that you know what's crazy i just had a random thought in the atlanta airport the other day i was like how many time zones does russia cover here's okay our daily trivia question so make your guess at home if you need to pause the recording go for it um i was thinking like okay it's 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 big it's a lot bigger wider than the u.s um so i was thinking like okay maybe it's like maybe or the continental u.s at, at least i was thinking like okay maybe like double but i also know the u.s likes to you know have lots of things for itself so it seems seems to be one of those situations where the u.s could like get by with three time zones but we wanted four just for fun so that made me think like okay might be double the u.s but maybe a little bit less so i was like maybe seven maybe eight time zones 11 time zones in russia that's crazy that means you got st petersburg and Vladivostok almost half a day in one country apart from each other. That's wild. Kamchatka Peninsula. Good stuff, man. K-A-M-C-H-A-T-K-A Peninsula. I can't do the uh, Cyrillic spelling for you because I don't know the Cyrillic alphabet. Acrylic, Cyrillic, Magnifique. Magnifique. That's French. Okay, we're getting all sorts of cultural on the on the Beantown podcast today. What I'm trying to get at is the, the Winter Olympics start next week sometime, um, and we'll do a little preview. You know, I, when we did summer t- uh, 2020 Tokyo, which was actually 2021, just, you know, six months ago or whatever, we did a two-week preview, um, and I know there are, there are lots of Winter Olympic sports, including ones that I never even think about, like Nordic combined. Uh, that was a Jeopardy answer maybe two weeks ago, and... When it happened, I was like, "Gosh, I don't, I don't have a single clue what that is," um, and I'm kind of a sports nut, if you will. So I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm going to take a look at the list of sports. Uh, if we do one show, uh, one preview, it'll be, it'll be a long one. If we break it into two, it's more manageable, more bite-sized. But I'll take a look. I'll let you know. But that will be coming up next week. We'll be doing uh, our Winter Olympics preview. The last time the Winter Olympics happened would have been. 2018, which was what year Year one of the show, is that right? 18, 19, 20, 21, 2022, this is year five. So yeah, the last time they would have been happening like a month into the start of this show. And I remember distinctly, I was working at uh, Johns Hopkins at the time out in Baltimore. This was what, like nine months after I started working there. And it, their their philosophy very much for new people is like, don't give you shit to do. Which at the time I was fine with, and still like, hey, whatever you're paying me. But I just recall like spending hours at my desk um, playing this online curling game, like a flash game, but you're you know you're playing against someone else's multiplayer online. And uh, that it was like the only it was like a two week period where I was just playing like every day for at least an hour or two, and I would never played online curling before, and I certainly haven't played it after. I've done many curling in real life uh up on the rooftop of the lincoln park athletic club and i kicked ass i i played with a date there once and i dominated so i'm one to zero lifetime uh and i don't think i was very good on the computer but you know it's like legit curling so it takes like 45 minutes for an actual game because curling curling's kind of it's kind of long for what it is, you know, just kind of going back and forth, that sort of thing. It's not a super, it's not like bowling where it kind of moves. It's, uh, it takes a long time. Anyways, we'll definitely get to that preview. That'll be fun. But let's, uh, let's get to our big news here because it is big as far as Beantown goes. So, as you may or may not have heard, depending on how big of a housewife head you are, uh, Jenny Jenny Nguyen from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has been fired. Big news, shocking revelations. There has been a lot happening in Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Not only, you know, in the show that is being, you know, episodes being released from season two, and we've got maybe like three or four episodes left in the season, but also in like real time, real life. I mean, Jen Shaw claimed on uh, instagram this past week that she has been fired from the show but that it was just like a passing comment there's no like news story or anything so no one knows what's going on with that and she is on trial at uh, in the middle of march mary cosby allegedly quit she didn't show up to the reunion no one really knows what that means and now this past week uh, for whatever reason, they didn't surface when they were doing their uh, research on Jenny, or maybe they did and just didn't care. Bravo, being the them. Um, excuse me, some really crazy right-wing violence encouraging Trump supporter type posts. Like, and here's the thing: like, I think you can be a, a hardcore Republican and be a Trump supporter and not be like. You know, you you don't you you can like be a fan, but not be like flagrant about it. Or like I'm I can't think of the words I'm trying to say, but um, inflammatory is what I'm looking for. Like I think you can I I think those two things can coexist. But Jenny in these Facebook posts, which there are many, like leaned all the way into them, very inflammatory, extremely uh, hurtful to various ethnic groups, primarily uh, African Americans. And then casually, so on the actual show, season two, which was filmed, you know, many months ago, mentions towards the start of this episode that she once had or used to, maybe still does, unclear, have significant anger issues so bad that one time she broke her husband's ribs in some sort of physical altercation. And by the way, her husband, Dewey, claims to be a doctor. He's just a chiropractor, so he's not a doctor. He's like, uh, what's his name? John Cryer from Two and a Half Men. Okay? So cool it, dude. So they're all terrible. Her husband is one who wanted the sister wife, maybe. She broke her husband's ribs in a, some sort of a domestic incident and is a huge Trump supporter. So she was released by Bravo. And the crazy thing is they had started season three filming. So she's going to be in the first X number of episodes, and then that's obviously going to be a major plot point uh, because she's just going to be cut off, which is going to be very entertaining to watch. And they're filming right now, and Jun Shaw's going to trial in a a month and a half. I assume they'll still be filming during that. So, like, this is wild stuff, man. You can't make this up. So Jenny did this really cringy, and I haven't sat down and, like, watched all of it but i've been reading a lot of the recaps and reddit posts and all that stuff she did this really awful instagram live on maybe wednesday or thursday no, yesterday was thursday so maybe like tuesday or wednesday where she sat down had this like token black guy who she made very clear she wasn't paying him to be there and it's like a interview format kind of but they're just like sitting right next to each other like both looking at the camera and she just says all the wrong things basically very out of touch so yeah she's officially gone so to summarize we got jen shaw likely going to prison mary cosby quit Je- jenny Wynn fired so how salt lake city is in a little bit of turmoil we got heather and and whitney the cousins are in good shape although Whitney's definitely doing some sort of multi-level marketing scheme. And then you got Lisa Barlow, who, like, was kind of a villain in season one and now is, like, I think most people's favorite. And then you got Meredith Marks, who is just, like, Xanaxed out the whole time. So it's pretty crazy stuff, man. I can't even really recap everything that happened this past week's episode. Um because i watched it five days ago when it aired basically they're still down in zion they're on their trip there was a big argument over dinner and then lisa apparently went to meredith meredith is pissed off and i i'm not gonna get into all the different interworkings of these relationships and stuff but all you need to know is meredith is pissed off and lisa apparently like went into her room at 3 15 a.m while the cameras were off to like Comfort her, console her, but said something that Meredith took offense to uh, as it pertained to other ladies. And so the big moment from this episode is literally it's like eight o'clock in the morning. Everyone's super hungover, and Meredith is just like rampaging through the house, through the kitchen, yelling for people to come out and face her. She's got a, it's like Frank Costanza at Festivus. She's got a lot of problems with you people, and now you're going to hear about them. And In someone's bedroom, it's like Heather Whitney and Jen Shaw who are like all buddies now, like under the covers hiding together. And I'm feeling like they probably hooked up. Anyways, there's a lot going on. We were promised a big shocking reveal in this episode. I don't think we're going to get it, but we're going to get it this weekend when the next episode airs because they showed the teaser behind closed doors. Lisa is saying some crazy things about Meredith and some potentially slutty behavior. So that's going to be exciting. The rumor on the street is that, and this has not been verified, but the rumor on the street is that while Meredith and her husband Seth were separated, which was a lot of season one, Meredith was dating someone, and Jen Shaw slept with that man while he was dating Meredith. And uh, they definitely know about it. We haven't been told anything about it. So that's, that's kind of the tea, and I think we're going to learn a little bit more this weekend. Anyways, that's Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Let's hear from our ads. Oh, and rest in peace to Jenny Wen, who was always just kind of like, you know, I never hated her. But she just kind of was like boring and then the sister wife thing felt very manufactured and you kind of felt sorry for her but it was kind of like whatever we don't really care and her kids were precocious and entertaining but her husband is like comes across as a pretty normal regular guy but then the whole sister wife thing and is like are you serious just feels very strange and now she's gone um, and apparently super racist and a big Trump supporter, which you can be a Trump supporter, but it's you know being racist is a little tough too, so yeah, okay, let's hear from our uh, let's hear from our sponsors here, and uh, boy, sometimes when I open up my Google Docs, it goes to a different Google account and it's just these are not the Beantown ads. this is Eric's application to penn essay. Okay, here we go. Oh, you guys are going to love this uh, because you've only heard it 3,000 times. Are you tired of selling your house for less than a quarter of what it's worth, all because you couldn't find a reliable home inspector in time? Well, Oregon listeners, i got good news for you. Homebryne Inspection Services in Bend, Oregon is Central Oregon's... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> this new home inspection provider with inspection services including things like heating and cooling roofing plumbing and so much more home pride oregon is both contractor certified and home inspection certified so you know you're getting the good stuff if you're tired of big real estate's wrangle hold on the home inspection market and you want a safe certified home inspector you can trust you have to call steve at 541-400-0316 or visit homeprideoregon.com again that's 541 316 or you can visit homeprideoregon.com home pride oregon and ins- perfection perfection i want to give a shout out to the samson q2u series has got crisp clean and clear audio quality that you can trust the godhead three in one jerusalem bethlehem nazareth dead sea scrolls whatever you're reading when god speaks he uses a samson and finally our good friends cuts by q i'm about to do a big shave by q um you know i i i got to trim the neck beard every 3 or 4 days just because i hate it but um i've had a had a like a regular beard for uh i don't know maybe a month and a half or something like that um and i just decided like it's you know it's going to be a little bit of a bummer especially for runs cuz in the cold the beard is nice but i don't know i'm just feeling like a little uh it's it's because I I ate pretty poorly this weekend cuz I was traveling the whole week. So I'm just feeling a little like slovenly, if that's a word. Slovenian. S L O V E N I A N. Um Yeah, just trying to, like, clean it up a little bit. So going to be doing that in just a hot second when we finish up here jumping in the shower. But uh, our good friends Cuts by Q. Bob and Weave, we all know the hairstyle. We all love it. But how many Chicago-based independent barbers can actually give it to you the way you deserve? Enter Cuts by Q. It's like Enter Sandman, only different. Cuts by Q has been independently owned and operated since 1995 and is probably one of the better barbershop operations serving Chicago, Cook County, Northwest Indiana and the greater Chicagoland area. From beehives to banks, fohawks to flat tops and everything in between, you have to call Cuts by Q at 815 298 or you can email Cuts by Q at yahoo.com. that's Cuts! <coughs> Excuse me. Q-T-Z by Q. I got some bubbly water. Dry January. We got three days left. And uh, I feel like this weekend I'm going to kind of miss a little bit because I'm not really doing anything. And I was walking outside in the snow earlier and I was thinking like, man... This weekend would be a fun weekend to do like some like bourbon tasting, you know, at home or at a place or something, or like, you know, try some fun beer or something. And I just feel like, you know, I I got three more days to go. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop now, but kind of a bummer. Anyways, again, that's cuts, qtz by q at yahoo.com. Oh, when you need a fresh do something snappy and nudes, call the experts at cuts by Q. Goodbye, Q. So, in the last couple of minutes here, um, we're going to throw it back to kind of classic Beantown where we would travel a lot and even do shows from the road. You know, that used to just be a big part of what we did. And uh, COVID kind of changed things up at the start of year three. And we had to adjust on the fly. But I was uh, fortunate enough to go down to the great state of Alabama. Bama, baby! Um, This last week. And uh, this is going to kind of be out of order because I'm just thinking about things that that come up. But, man, I was recruiting at Auburn University. Go Tigers! And uh, yesterday, and I talked to some of the most stereotypical Deep South kids I mean, there was this one student who was probably, like, 20, and he carried himself and dressed like he was 45. You know, he's got, he's a he was a bigger guy, and he's got pants, hiked pretty far up. Actually, no, they were the, it was kind of the style where he's got, like, the khakis and the gut so big that it's, like, rolling over, and he, you got to kind of keep hiking the belt up to, like, keep those babies going. He's got the camouflage baseball cap with the sunglasses flipped up on top. And, uh, I, I just love the, I just love the dichotomy of like a tucked in button down shirt, khaki pants, and a camouflage hat. That's just like, that's, that's church going people right there. And he called me boy, like boy, boy, Oh, okay, I'm now remembering this full conversation. He literally comes up to me and he's like, boy, how you doing? I was like, good, how are you? And he's like, so, how did he phrase this? I can't even remember. It was just, it really took me aback. He was, he was like, so, why do people say all those things about Chicago? And I was just like, uh, what, what do you mean? Like, help me out, be a little bit more specific. And it's just like, man, down here around these parts, you talk to anyone over the age of 50, they'll say, Oh boy, Chicago, those folks. And I'm just like, I don't, you know, what do you like the weather, you know, knowing he's probably like talking about crime, um, and me not really wanting to jump into like, a, you know, 10 hour, segregation sort of talk with him uh it was just kind of playing coy COI and it, he just kept like not being specific I don't know I don't know if it was like he didn't want to say something racially insensitive or if he just like didn't know what he was actually asking uh probably both at the same time but so like that was a great example a lot of uh a lot of young ladies with just the bleached, the most bleachedest blonde hair you can imagine, and just some, you know, just some very high heels and some very short skirts, and it's just like, you know, I don't, I don't know what the Kappa Gamma Delta, you know, semi-formal is like this year, but you might have got your dates mixed up. So, man, that was, and it was, it was much more that way, kind of, I don't know what stereotypes you have in your head, but I would have thought, you know, you might get some of that. If you're going to get that at Auburn, you might as well get that in Tuscaloosa too. But I, Tuscaloosa, like, you know, two years ago, the the students were great. I didn't really see the, the stereotype, the negative stereotypes, um, at least that I or others might have uh, on display at Tuscaloosa. So hats off to you. But um, I went down there uh, Monday morning, the thing with that with that trip, it's a it's a swing. So there's you know, uh, usually it's like Emory, Bama, Tuskegee, Auburn. I think uh, I think today actually there was something in West Florida down in the Panhandle. Didn't go to that because I, d- I think it's literally like the University of West Florida or something. Uh, it's not a school I'm familiar with, and we uh, don't get too many apps from the Panhandle. Regardless, this trip is always n- excuse me kind of nice. In January, because it's belching a lot, January in Chicago is not ideal. So any chance you get to get away is great. Now, the weather down there wasn't spectacular. It was, you know, around 40 the whole time, uh, warmer in the sun. But, you know, not like, uh, oh, man, just bring your shorts and, like, walk around type of weather. It was, you know, not, not amazing. But the thing is, like, after you've been in Chicago winter for, months plus 40 and in the sun feels like this is amazing it's it's basically like what spring is like in Chicago like late March early April that sort of thing so it's nice to do that the one thing about this trip though like some other trips it's a swing and so you there's really no way to do it other than renting a car and you kind of have to strategically plan your locations like When am I going to make this drive? When am I going to do this? Like, how far is it from this hotel? Like, where do I want to stay? That sort of thing. So it's not my first rodeo. I've been through all this before, but I tried to do it as best I could, as efficiently as I could, and as easy on myself as possible, but it's still tough. Basically, what you got to do, fly down to Atlanta. My flight was delayed about an hour and a half, two hours. We had a snowstorm Monday in Chicago, another one right now. Uh, It's snowing a lot right now. And I had... I had buffer time before I had a virtual fair Monday night. And so I, I I get down to Atlanta finally. You know, navigating the Atlanta airport is easy, but it's huge. So you got to take the train, get off the main ter- terminal, take the Sky Train to the rental car place, stand in a long line there, yada, yada, yada. And then it's like, so I was staying in Birmingham because I had two virtual events, two in-person events, in person being in Tuscaloosa, which is an hour southwest of Birmingham and Auburn, which is about two hours southeast slash southwest of Atlanta. So I was like, okay, it's kind of central. Let's do it this way. Because I, I like, I, you know, three nights. I kind of like not having to um, pack up ship every day and drive. That's, that's exhausting. That's tough. So I'm busting my ass because I got a virtual event and I'm losing – an hour going from the airport to Birmingham. It's about two and a half hours. Plus I lose an hour or no, I gain an hour. I gain an hour, but I'm losing the hour because it's in the Eastern time zone. Yada, yada, yada. Doesn't really matter. I rushed and rushed and rushed. I literally get to the hotel, check in, get up to my room with like three minutes to spare before I got this student signed up for a time slot. And this is, this is like 6:30 at night. And I had started my trials at about 7.30 a.m. that day. So this is just a planes, trains, and automobiles-ish situation. And the student, Shaquille, from Emory University, doesn't show, which was a real kick in the nuts. Anyways, next day is Tuesday, going down to Tuscaloosa. They gave me a cool gift bag. I got, like, a stuffed elephant, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that was, that was fun. They gave me a – you know what was interesting? I was standing next to the Missouri rep in Tuscaloosa, and he he got there before I was – or before I got there. I get to the table. He's, like, unpacking the gift bag, whatever, and he was telling me all the stuff that's in there because I – you know, my bag was at the table, but I hadn't looked in, into it. And he was showing me – I don't remember exactly everything he showed me, but he showed me one thing. was, like, a, you know, one of those little, like, pop sockets or something you put in the back of your phone, and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. I'm not going to use it, whatever. I don't care. But, okay, that's cool, Dean. Um, my buddy Dean, he works at Mizzou and, uh, I just put my bag in the, uh, in my backpack and I was just looked, looked through it that night at, when I get back to the hotel, no pop socket, nothing cool like that. Just a stuffed elephant, a bottle of water and, uh, a Hershey's bar. So I'm realizing just now that I totally snuck that Hershey's bar through TSA. Although I don't know. I don't full. I don't have a firm grasp on the TSA rules with food, what you can and can't bring, because I used to think like, oh, no food, whatever, that's easy. But lately, I've been reading online like you can bring like a turducken through TSA practically. Um, so I, I have to go back and look at the rules. I don't ever test it except for this time. I did unintentionally. I'm literally just now realizing I brought a candy bar through TSA, which obviously was fine. Didn't get flagged or anything. Um, so that was, that was Tuesday in Tuscaloosa. Wednesday was actually a totally virtual day. Uh, I was working from home out of my hotel room, went to the Publix, P-U-B-L-I-X, got a Powerade and a salad, living like a badass, and had to work a long day that day. So it was a regular nine to five with the folks up in Chicago. And then I recruited till 7 p.m. virtually. And uh, the only people who showed up were colleagues at other law schools. No one came to talk to me, so that was kind of sad. I thought maybe Shaquille would make a surprise return, like the Jedi in Star Wars Episode Six, but not to be. I don't think we'll be seeing an app from Shaquille. And then yesterday, long day, man. Um, but I saw some interesting things. Uh, yesterday, so yesterday I wake up. And the other thing, I'm, I just insert this in here briefly, self-plug. I'm proud of myself. I worked out every day I was down there, okay? That doesn't always happen. It's tough living the hotel life. You're eating kind of poorly, uh, just not moving as much, so you're driving everywhere. Uh, but I, I got a workout in every day. I ran, like, 13 miles across the four days, which is not a ton, obviously, but, like, man, I don't love running on treadmills. So it was something. Yesterday... I was driving and I saw a really interesting thing. I pass a jeep on a like a rural highway, and uh, I didn't see it until I got up close. But on the back, the letter or the words "rural mail carrier," not like a male sex trafficking thing, like M A I L. And I, you know, you pass pass the driver and you see they got the steering wheel on the right hand side. So the USPS apparently. This got me thinking the USPS is apparently uh, con- subcontracting some of their mail-carrying efforts. And that got me thinking, hey, I mean, I nights and weekends, sign me up. I'll, I'll deliver some mail for you. So I don't know who I need to contact, Postmaster General, whatever it is, but hit me up. So I recruited Auburn yesterday. I already talked about that a little bit. It's like a two and a half hour drive from Birmingham to Auburn and then like a ninety to two hour ninety minute to two hour drive back to Atlanta. After that, drop the car off, get on the flight, whatever. Uh everything was gonna be peaches and cream. Georgia reference. Peaches. I don't know if Georgia's really known for their their cream. Oh, one thing I forgot. Thursday morning, yesterday morning, the Continental Breakfast. I'm minding my own business, having my waffle and yogurt. And huh, I had noticed the night before when I got back from picking up supper, there was an RV parked in the hotel parking lot. I was like, okay, whatever. The next morning, I got to witness the uh, the Jefferson Family Caravan. What what better name for Alabama, the Jeffersons? And uh, they were basically like Duck Dynasty. There were a lot of them. They were wearing camouflage and i don't know if they're some sort of local celebrities or they were doing a, a pilgrimage of sorts but everyone in this hotel seemed to know them and apparently it was their last day or they were just there for one night and they were getting ready to pack up ship and leave but I tell you what breakfast was like a like a retirement party there was there were hugs tears like hotel staff like all over them and they they sang a song it was crazy um it was, it was just wild. There had to be at least eight or nine Jeffersons of all ages and sizes. Uh, I don't know what the deal was, but, uh, yeah. Then they, they left kind of as I was leaving. They said, Jefferson's out. And they all packed. <laughs> they picked up all their luggage and stuff, and they walked out to their RV, and I drove off before they did. And I, If anyone has any details on the Jefferson Family Caravan 2022 big road trip, let us know, because I am intrigued. So my last thing here is uh, I, had, uh, I was checking in for my flight, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, whatever, and I had the option to, you know, change seats. And there weren't a lot of picks out there, but this was the type of plane to give you context into the size where you got one side is just two seats, the other side is three seats. So when I flew down to Atlanta on Monday, I had a middle seat, and I don't care, like whatever. It's, a, it's a literally like a two-hour flight. And uh, coming back, I was assigned a middle seat too. So I, I check in on the app, and you can change your seat to something that's available. And there, one of them, one of the exit rows had a seat available. So it wasn't the side that had the small, the, the the smaller side with the two seats. It was the other side with the three seats. Except because it's an exit row, there wasn't a window seat. So excuse me, the seat I picked that was available was the aisle seat. In that row, that should have had three seats, but instead only had two. So it's my seat, then a middle seat, then, then no window seat. What I'm getting at is there's a heck of a lot of space to the right of the middle seat. In fact, we both should have space, ideally. So I get there, I sit down, boarding the flight, whatever, all's good. Then I see uh, Big Daddy, Maurice, Bruce. Justin, I don't know what his name was. A large black man, you know, had to be at least six three, six four, a little bit taller than me. Not, you know, like fat or anything, but just like stocky, built, whatever. He sits down in the middle seat. It's like, okay, whatever. First move he makes, this always pisses me off. We gotta, okay, we gotta. People wonder why this country's so divided, and it's not just a race thing. It's politics. It's religion. It's pineapple on pizza, but that's neither here nor there. The first thing this guy does, you know, we got a shared armrest between us. He's got one by himself to his right. I've got one by myself to my left, although that's, that really only counts as like three quarters or one because if you really explore the space on that armrest, you put your elbow on it normally, dude, every, every time a flight attendant comes down or um, the, the beverage cart comes through, like you're getting smashed your elbow is going to be black and blue by the time you finish that flight. So it's like I can't even fully explore the space on my left side. But this guy just goes all in on our shared armrest. And I'm just like, man, when you're in that situation, no one no one gets to fully take advantage of it. You can kind of be on the edge with your arm, and it still functions great. But you can't go all in because then I'm just like, I'm getting squeezed on my right side because he's a large man. He's taking all my armrests and I really don't have any room to operate on my left side because people constantly coming down the aisle and you just get bumped every time in the shoulder if you like give an inch out there. So here's the, here's the problem. The armrest is like, okay, that's kind of shitty, whatever. But this guy has got his left foot right on the edge of where it can be which is fine. It's his it's his space to utilize. But what pisses me off is he's got half an acre out to his right between his seat and the edge of the plane, the window. There's no seat. No one's got, you know, the the guy sitting behind us who's in the window seat. It's not like he's taking up all that space with his legs or something. There's so much room. And this guy, to my right, is just in the middle seat, but not really the middle seat, is just sitting there like he's, Getting ass blasted from the right He's hugging He's hugging me practically And it's just like dude You have so much space to your right Like if I was in your position My knees would be like 45 degrees off to the right Like chilling You know stretching it out You know you don't need the armrest For your left arm because you can kind of lean off To your right because you got all that room over there I mean you could You could plant you know, a couple, a couple bushels of, uh, a thousand bushels of corn in there if you had some soil. You know, there's so much space. Like that movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock. And I just, I don't get it. Like, why, do, why were you so confined to this, this middle space? It didn't look comfortable for you, and I, it sure as hell wasn't comfy for me. This is why America is going down the tubes. So I get home. My last parting thought for you all to just show you my Vincentian character. V-I-N-C-E-N-T-I-A-N. Literally get to Midway, walking out, checking the Uber prices. It's 11 p.m. at night. I get to put it on my work card. Okay, it's a work trip. Uber prices from Midway. $74. And I'm like, yo, this is this is a lot and the weather was kind of bad but like really just light snow flurries nothing crazy roads were fine like why the heck on a thursday night at 11 p.m i guess all the college students are doing thirsty thursday i don't know what it was but like egregious 74 bucks from midway to lincoln park it's a 20 minute drive 25 minute drive at that time of night it's not hard 55 lakeshore drive boom you're done so me being the pro gamer that I am, I walked out to the Kiss and Fly, which I'm very familiar with because when I go to to Rachel's parents' house, that's where I get picked up. Thirty bucks. So I uh, call up my my new Uber driver buddy Jesse on the the Uber app and get picked up for thirty dollars. Again, this is all in the work card. It's not like I did this because it was it was going to put me out on the street. Like I am saving this company so much money. Okay. I even gave them $10 yesterday for the Blue Demon Challenge Giving Day in which we raised over $6 million. You know what? The university is saying, hey, we raised $6 million, and that's true, and that's great. You know what you really raised yesterday? $6 million and $44 more, okay? Folks, that's what I got for you. This ended up going a really long time. I'm hopping in the shower. I'm going for a shave That's what I got for you. I hope everyone is well. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay warm. I'll check in on you next time. Bye.